Hello, and welcome to Lessons with Dad. I am here with my daughter, Ruthie. Hi. And we are really excited to jump into our next series on personal finance. And our question for today, Ruthie, are credit cards evil? What do you think? Yes, now that I know. <laughs> We've learned a lot. This is fun. We're super excited to jump into this. It's a very interesting question we're starting with. But before we jump into this, we missed a week here at summer. We're getting ready to go back to school. And we, we missed a week because what were, what were you doing, Ruthie? What were you tied up with? I had tennis tryouts. Tryouts to make the tennis team. And how'd you do? I made varsity. Awesome. Great job. And I will tell you, Ruthie did a lot of the things that were in the book series that we went through, the the book Mindset, Grit, uh, just really great effort on her side to practice over the summer, improve her game, be committed, have the right mind growth mindset that she can improve her skills, and then just the grit and determination. So I was proud of you, Ruthie. Great job. Thank you. So let's jump right in. So why might some people think, now I understand that you think that credit cards may somewhat be evil, and we'll go through some of that, but why would other people, why might people think that they're evil? Um, because people are in debt because of it usually. Yeah, people get in trouble. A lot of people get in trouble. And so... There's some reasons for that. And many credit card companies, and the, uh, the reason people have might have that opinion of them is that credit card companies often were bad actors. They've practiced predator, predatory tactics, uh, targeting some of the vulnerable populations, and they somewhat trap a lot of people in debt. Also, they have exorbitant interest rates and fees that can be overwhelming for people. There have been new regulations in the last decade that have improved that. But take a look. I've got one of my credit card bills right here, Ruthie. What's This is uh, one of my credit cards that we have as a family. What's the interest rate that it shows there? 22.74%. Is that a high interest rate? Really high. That is a high interest rate. And that's not even that high. So they're, they're big numbers that if you carry a balance, uh, you're going to be paying really high interest on those. So there, there have been a lot of reforms, but make no mistake. Listen carefully. Credit cards are very dangerous. And so this podcast, it, it, look, it's for everyone. And th this whole topic that we're going to go through, the book we're going through, that is fantastic. Um, is for everyone, but really our audience is targeted at young adults, anywhere from high school through, you know, just starting your careers, uh, like my other daughters, these young professionals, young adults that are going out just starting out on their own, they're getting their first credit cards, maybe in college or after college, and you can get in real trouble with these and you need to be careful what you're doing. So, this is an area of personal finance that people get themselves into serious trouble. I can tell you myself, if you talk to my wife, Wendy, she'll tell you, we each made some mistakes early in life with credit cards. We wish our parents would have gone through this with us. And that's why we're doing this, Ruthie. So this, this is why we're going to dedicate at least two episodes just to credit cards, because this is what the book 
uh, the first real chapters of the book start with credit cards. Why do you think that is? Why do they start with credit cards? They're the most like used. That's right. They're the most used and they're one of the most dangerous. So both of those. So Ruthie, why don't you tell us a little bit about this article that we found in NerdWallet by Aaron Hurd and Lindsay Consco. We're going to read some of this. Ruthie, why don't you run through some of what this says about what happens with credit cards? Research confirms that people do, in fact, spend more money, often substantially more money, when they make purchases on a credit card instead of using cash. It makes sense. So that does make sense, right? They do what? They spend more or less when you buy on a credit card versus paying in cash. People spend more on credit cards than cash. That's right. So when you go to buy something, they spend more. So what, and why do they do that? Because what? When you spend it, you have less of it in your wallet. Yeah. When you're using cash, it's, you don't want, it's painful to take that cash out right then. But let's read on. What else does it say? It's easy to convince yourself without even knowing it, that you're not spending real money when you charge on your credit card. And technically, that's correct. In fact, you're not really spending money. You're borrowing money. You know that you'll have to pay the bill eventually, but the promise of a small minimum payments can make purchases seem like bargains. Unless you pay back the purchase immediately, you won't feel the pain of the bill for basically a month. So that's it. There, this is psychology at work here. The credit card companies know, and in fact, they sell to retailers. They tell retailers, you want a credit card. You want to accept credit cards, even though you're going to have to pay more uh, to use the credit card than cash because consumers will buy more when they're paying with credit. It's why casinos use chips instead of cash because it doesn't feel like real money. And so our psychology and that we don't have the pain when you're buying something, the pain of that cash leaving your hand or your wallet is painful. There's a time gap between when we pay and we buy when you use a credit card. And so people spend, they may spend double what they would or even more than if they were paying cash because it doesn't feel real. Have you had that experience, Ruthie, the psychology of plastic where you'll spend more if you're paying on credit card than you would if it was cash? Yeah. And where, what kind of purchases do you think? Um, probably like food because it's like, I'm actually paying $20 for like a smoothie bowl. (laughs) I know it's crazy. And that that's it. And if you had to pay cash, you might not make that same purchase. And so just be careful and be aware. It doesn't feel like you're using cash or real money, but it is, you have to pay that back. So evil or not, it was kind of a funny name we made for this one to be provocative, but it, it is important to understand what credits, credit cards are, how they work and how to avoid the mistakes that many of us have made. So let's start with what seems to be an easy question because you think, well, it's just a credit card. Well, what is a credit card, Ruthie? Um, it's like a loan you make when like you buy something, it adds up and you have to pay it back by the end of the month. That's right. It is. It's exact. You're, you're spot on. And, and you probably know more than, than some people would, because we've just 
been preparing for this and, and reading. So let's, let's go through. So credit card, let's start with that first word credit. So what is credit? Credit is one. Someone assesses you or makes an evaluation of you based on the information they know about you and decide how, if, and how much they're willing to loan you because they think you're going to pay it back. So credit, right? Someone agrees, Ruthie, I'm going to look at you. You have a job, you make this kind of money. Uh, you've always paid your bills on time. So I'm willing to give you a credit limit of a hundred dollars. That's, that's what the credit, the credit and credit card is. It's an approved amount in advance of how much they're willing to loan you. In this case, the credit card companies to determine how much they're going to loan you, where are they going to look, Ruthie? Your credit history. What else? Income and your job. Yeah. And they'll look at other factors. They're going to go look at all this stuff and we're going to go in to what is your credit history? What's a credit report? All those things. We're going to go into that in some later episodes because it's really important, but they're going to look at information about you, make a determination of how much they're willing to loan you. And that's your credit limit. This is the amount your, your credit card is you're allowed to spend without incurring penalties or fees. Really, you shouldn't spend more than your credit limit. So again, most of the information they get comes from credit reporting agencies and that, and that determines, uh, how much money you can get. So a credit card is essentially a pre-approved and let's get this high interest rate loan. So they're approving you for amount at a very high interest rate where you can withdraw amounts each time you make a purchase. That's what it is. So Ruthie, repeat that one more time because it's so important. A credit card is essentially a pre-approved high interest rate loan where you can withdraw amounts each time you make a purchase. That's right. That's, this is the secret. And remember, you, you don't remember this Ruthie because your entire life credit cards have been around and easy to use, but go back when I was younger, credit cards weren't everywhere. And so the, and you didn't have the internet everywhere. You didn't, you couldn't just, uh, swipe a card and have a, a fiber optic, uh, internet line to, to take that data and, and travel. You had to make phone calls and see if that credit card was accepted or, you know, you'd use a modem It just complicated ways, but technology has made credit cards easier and easier and easier to use. So the credit card companies have spent decades and invested millions, if not billions of dollars in perfecting the systems, the communications with retailers to accept credit cards. So now they have this really wide network. It's easy to use. Um, the retailer can run the credit, get approval for payment in seconds. Um, and it's improved expanding where credit cards are often the preferred payment method now. And that was not the case always. So things have changed, but just like anything, if you want to understand, and we said credit cards, they may not be evil. Some people may think they're evil, but they are dangerous. And so if you want to understand a person, you want to understand a company, you want to look for what, where their motives are. And if you want to know their motives, where do you look, Ruthie? Um, how they make their money. That's right. You want almost everyone in some way or shape. If you want to understand what's going on, tr follow the money. Where are they making money? 
And look, there are other ways in the three we're going to talk about today that they make money with information and all that. But there are three direct ways that credit card companies make money from the use of credit cards. And these are the things we want to go because it will help you understand the motivations of credit card companies and what we need to watch out for. Those three things. Number one, processing fees. Number two, interest from loans. Number three is penalty and fees. We'll go through, let's go through each one of these. Let's start with processing fees. These are invisible to me and you, Ruthie, and to, and to the people listening. You don't see those, but every time we use our credit card to buy something at the store, that merchant, they, they have a fee anywhere from two and a half to 4% of the transaction value that they need to pay to the credit card company for the benefit of using uh, their services. So that that's what's done. You want to go through an example here? Um, if I go to Lululemon and buy a new top for $100 and put it on my credit card, the store has to pay MasterCard $3 because I use my card. Lululemon really only got 97 because they had to pay $3 to MasterCard. So right. That's right. So if you s- spend $100, $3 of that 100 they don't even see, they got to pay that to MasterCard. So for that top or dress that you just bought for $100, they're only really getting 97. So in that $3 pays for all the processing fees, the computer systems that were required to process payments, probably also pays for, uh, you know, bad debt or people that, you know, have their credit card stolen and things like that. But that that's transaction fees and they collect 3% may not sound like a lot, but think of the billions and trillions of dollars every year that are spent on credit cards, I'd take 3% of that. That's a lot of money. So I have a question for you, Ruthie. Here we go. If stores have to pay the processing fees, does that mean that it's free for you and me? What do you think? Well, I thought they like added it in their price of the good. That's right. So it's net free. There's never any really fee. It might be hidden and it's not up front, but it's not free. They have increased, merchants increase the cost of things to account for having to use and pay credit card fees. And that's why some stores offer a discount if you pay in cash. So every time we use our credit card, MasterCard, Visa, American Express, they're all making money every time. So that the more they're used, the more they make. And COVID, oh my goodness, the increase in payments on credit cards because we didn't really use cash during COVID was really good to the credit card company. So here's another question. How are credit comp- card companies, since they make money every time they're used, how are they motivated by processing fees? Um, they make it easier for them to use it. That's right. So they can get more fees. They want it to be easier. What else? Like using like the tap on the screen. That's right. They want to make it easier. They want more locations. They want to use just the tap. It's so easy. It's more convenient than cash, quite honestly. I don't pay for hardly anything with cash anymore. So that's how they're motivated. They want more going through so they can get their 3% every time. So number one, they make money on processing fees. Number two is interest payments. Oh my goodness. Huge income stream. Because when you take out a loan, 
right? And we said all a credit card is is a pre-approved high interest rate loan. You have to pay back the principal, how much you took out. Say you took a loan for $100, you got to pay the $100 back plus interest. Let's say it's like mine that was 22% interest. That means when you pay it back, if you pay it back in a year, you're paying $122 back. So the interest is the cost of taking out the loan. And credit cards, like we said, have very high interest rate rates. We should not be taking out loans from credit cards, <laughs> right? So the author of the book, everyone will tell you that is not the place you want to be taking out loans on your credit cards. It's a place of last resort. Um, it's like using a loan shark. Interest payments are a hundred percent avoidable and in our control, but we have to have some discipline. So if you buy something on your credit card and pay it off in full by the due date of your next statement, there's zero interest. You pay nothing. That should be your goal. What? You got to repeat this, Ruthie. This is incredibly important for our audience to understand here. If what? If you buy something and pay it in full um, by the due date of your next statement, there's zero interest. Zero interest. So you don't have to pay interest on your credit card. It's that's optional if you pay it off in full. So don't carry a balance and you'll never pay interest. Now I realize if you got caught and you're in debt and you're behind, we we'll talk about this later, how to get out of credit card debt. But right now, if you're a new, like my other daughters, Meredith, Sarah Jane, they're just starting their careers. Meredith's just starting as a nurse. Sarah Jane's uh, doing some internships right now and is going to be graduating in just in a year and a half. As she starts her career, they're getting their own credit cards now to pay for things. You do not, you don't want to spend more on your credit card than you have to pay it off. Don't get in debt to begin with. If you pay it off in full, there's no interest. So that's, that's a great benefit. Credit cards can be useful, but what happens if you don't pay it off? You'll pay 17 to 30% on your balance. That's right. Not just for what you have now, but even purchases for the previous month. So this is a huge money maker for credit card companies. Interest income for credit card companies, billions and billions of dollars. And just as a statistic, somewhere between 55 and 70% of households that have credit cards don't pay off their balance each month. Everybody likes to say, yeah, I pay them off every month. I'm more than half, maybe as high as 70% of, of families out there with credit cards are not paying it off every month. That's a lot of people, a lot of people paying super high interest rates. We don't want to do it. We don't want to start our young careers in lives in this revolving debt uh, with credit cards and the super high interest rates. So avoid credit card debt. It is the worst kind of debt, right? And Look, the easiest way to stay out of debt is to not get in it in the first place. And, and this, I just want to be clear on this. Debt is the modern version of slavery. Once you're in debt, you're a slave to pay back the money you owe. You have pressure to keep your job. You hate your job. You, you can't quit. You have debt. You have things you have to pay. And so what, what does the Bible say in Proverbs 22, 7, Ruthie? The rich rule over the poor and the borrow, borrower 
is slave to the lender. That's right. Right there in the Bible, it, it repeats that same motto. So let's continue here. Here is the lie of society today and why people get stuck in interest payments and have this. The lie of today is if you want something, you should just have it now. Just go buy it. Just buy it. Do, do you hear that message at school? Do you see that in the media and, and at school, Ruthie? Like on TikTok. <laughs> when, where? Give me an, give, give the audience an example of what? Um, like new makeup. Yeah. Or whatever, right? What, what's the mm -hmm. pressure that you feel? Because they say it's better and it's like $5 cheaper than the other one. So you should buy it. Yeah. Just buy it. If you want it, you need to have it, spend it now. And the truth is this mindset of instant gratification and spending money we don't have will lead to debt and unhappiness. We none of look, there are all kinds of things in the world I want. I just can't go buy them all right now. I might even have just because you have approval of a credit limit does not mean you should go spend that credit limit. Credit limit doesn't mean, oh my gosh, I can go spend $5,000 because I just got approved for a, a credit card. No, that just means that's your limit. You should only spend on your credit card what you can afford to pay off in full at the end of the month. So Ruthie, how do we solve this problem of uh, instant gratification? What's the answer? Don't spend more than you have. <laughs> is that sounds easy, but it's it's really hard, right? Yeah, it is. But it's a challenge. But we're going to cover. This is what this whole book is about. It's why I really like this author, Ramit Sethi. He has some great insights and thinks about these things in a different way and not a hey, don't spend any money. Um, I'll, I'll just give you what one of his concepts is. He wants you to spend extravagantly on the things you love and cut mercilessly on everything else. And so he's not one of these guys that's going to say, hey, you need to have a budget, 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 and don't spend any money. This book and this study, and I really like these, I don't agree with everything he says, but most of what is here I do. And this idea was eye-opening for me, and I really like that concept, is what are the things you really love? If you really like clothes, for example, Ruthie, well, go spend money on clothes if that's what you love and you enjoy and it's important to you. Or for somebody else, it might be going out to eat or somebody else, it might be their car or their their radio and, and system, whatever it is that's important to you, spend on that, what you can afford, but then everything else, if clothes are important, that means you might drive a junky car. It might mean you don't ever go out to eat, but you're gonna dress really nice. And I, I, I just really like that idea of spend extravagantly on what you love and cut mercilessly on everything else. So um, what is the motivation of credit card companies, Ruthie, when it comes for interest payments? What, what is their motivation? Um, they want to make it easy to spend money. Yeah, more than we have, right? What else? Use psychology against us. That's right. They want they want us because it's we don't feel the pain when we use when we buy it. They want us to spend more. What else? Uh, make it easy to take a loan. Oh, that's right. Credit cards are extremely easy when you're spending it. And what else do they make it easy to do? Pay the minimum balance. That's right. That is the trick. One of the master tricks of credit card companies is when they send you your bill, they've got, oh, just here, here's your the minimum 
the minimum you can pay is $50. No, pay it off in full. They're tricky about that. And when, as soon as you only pay the minimum, you're paying debt and a, a lot of it. And what's, what's the last thing here? What's their incentive? They want to keep you in debt. No doubt about it. They want to keep you in debt. All right. And then the last area are fee, where they make money are fees and penalties. And the, there are all kinds of fees associated with credit cards. If you're not careful, there could be an annual fee on the credit card. There could be overdraft fees, late payment fees, and others. You want to avoid fees. And we're going to, in the next episode, show you how. And then if you're charged, we're going to tell you how to get the money back from the credit card companies. That's right. If you get charged a fee, we're going to walk you through how to get that money back from the credit card companies. He, he has some great scripts to go through, and we'll go through a couple of those. I'm not sure. It just depends. I haven't prepared uh, that whole episode. It's going to be either one more. There might there, There's so much good content on this. It might be two episodes, but we're going to go through all of that. What are the... Con what are the motivations for credit card companies related to fees, Ruthie? Charge as many as possible. That's right. They want to charge as many fees as possible. And what else? Make it confusing. Yes. They don't want you to know, you know, when you're going to hit your credit limit. They want to make it easy to go over your credit limit. They're just going to charge you $35 every time you do it. So again, their motives are different than our motives. So do the, do, do the financial motives of the credit card companies align, Ruthie, with your personal finance goals? No. And why not? They want me to spend more money and like pay fees and make me pay late or not be able to pay off. That's right. They want you to carry a balance and pay interest. That's right. And that's not your financial goal. So there's a misalignment around credit cards and uh, the credit card companies and us. All right. So here's one of the questions that my girls, my older girls asked me as they got started with credit cards is what's the difference between a debit card and a credit card? So let's go through this quickly here. Do you know the difference between the two? Yeah. What do you think it is? A debit card is like cash, but just not like in a physical form and it comes straight out of your bank account. But credit cards are like you have to pay it off at the end of a month. It doesn't come straight out. It's like borrowing it. That's right. So exactly right. Great job, Knuckles. That's good. So you do, but but there are differences. And I will say that there are benefits to using a credit card over a debit card. So debit purchases come immediately. They're going to remove funds straight out of your checking or savings account. That is immediate. The cash is, it's exactly the same as, using cash. Once it's spent, it is gone. With credit card purchase, it's posted to your account. You've taken that loan and then you have to pay it later when your statement comes. You get with a credit card consumer protection. You do not get, I want to be clear, you do not get consumer protection with a debit purchase. If you buy it and you want to go back to the credit card company and say, oh, they didn't really give me that service or whatever. When you use your debit card, that money's gone. You, you can go back to the retailer and work with them, but the credit card company, it's one of the biggest benefits is that consumer protections that they give you. Also, there are benefit programs with credit cards. We're going to talk a lot about what those are, 
but you might get cash back or points that you can get with a credit card that you usually that aren't available with debit cards. Also, another benefit of a credit card is insurance uh, on some of your purchases, depending on your credit card, you have to understand what's there. Uh, and you can get benefits of insurance on many of your purchases as well. And then lastly, uh, how a credit card can help build credit history, as long as you're using it properly, paying it on time, every single time, uh, you can build positive credit history. But the downside is if you're not using credit cards correctly, they can damage your credit history. So those are the differences. I will say I, I have a debit card, but I use my credit card for all purchases because it's easier unless someone's going to charge me a fee for using a credit card and they won't charge that fee by using a debit. That's when I'll use my debit card. So the question is, should I get a credit card or just use a debit or use a debit card? If you're financially responsible, you should use a credit card. If you can't control your spending and the only way to do it, cut up all those credit cards and just use a debit card. But that that's kind of the it for credit versus debit cards. So let's summarize what we learned here, Ruthie. Credit cards are dangerous. Right. Handle them with care. Credit cards are not free money. They're approved, pre-approved high interest rate loans. We pay our credit card bill in full each month. That's right. You pay it in full every month to avoid paying interest. Okay. I was getting a little rushed there. So let's slow down and wrap up this episode. So the bottom line is the motivations of credit card companies are not aligned with our personal financial goals. So now that we understand what a credit card is, how can we turn the, the tables on the credit card companies and make credit cards work for us? That's the subject of our next episode, how to outsmart the credit card companies. That's right. That's exactly what we're going to go through. Really looking forward to that. Some great information in the book. How can we outsmart the credit card companies? Join us next week on Lessons with Dad.